This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. Hello, this is Dr. May Moti, a pediatrician and urgent care physician who has been in practice in the Greater Phoenix area and Scottsdale since 1991. I have been a member of Maricopa County Medical Society since 2001 and I'm the immediate past president for Maricopa County Medical Society. I'm a clinical associate professor at University of Arizona College of Medicine, and I welcome you to the Arizona Physician Podcast. There was some encouraging news that has come out recently that in the Southern Hemisphere, flu season was very minimal, if not non-existent in some places, which may be due to a fact that people were wearing masks, perhaps not in school or at the workplace because of COVID-19. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast, brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. My name is John McElligot, and we're joined today by Brian Powell. He is a communications manager at the Phoenix-based Flint Foundation, a philanthropic grant-making organization aiming to advance the biosciences in Arizona. Brian is a member of the National Association of Science Writers, and he's a former newspaper reporter who has called Phoenix home for more than 20 years. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. In the summer 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine, you wrote an article that was entitled Preparing for COVID-19 During Flu Season. And one of the people that you interviewed was Dr. Nick Staub. He was medical director of the Bureau of Epidemiology and Disease Control at the Arizona Department of Health Services. And Brian, I wanted to find out uh, for listeners, what did you learn from Dr. Staub? Dr. Staub with the state health department was talking about Every winter here in Arizona uh, during flu season, uh, the hospitals become very, very crowded, partly as because of the flu. It's it's the winter time. You have a a big influx of seasonal residents from other parts of the country. So as he's been monitoring COVID uh, this year, one thing that uh, was concerning is hospitals in a typical year are pretty much maxed out during flu season. And then what would happen this year when you combined COVID-19 with the flu. Okay, great. Thank you. The other big part of your article was how you had interviewed two other physicians who were in private practice. So Brian, who were they and what did you learn from these doctors? What did they share with you? Yeah, Dr. Shane Daly, he's a urologist with Arizona Urology Specialists in Phoenix. And he talked about uh, the changes that his office had to undergo as COVID hit, uh, more of a switch to telemedicine, uh, and also the canceling of a lot of surgeries uh, in the hospital that were considered elective. And uh, Dr. Brenda Lutowski, uh, she's with Clear Dermatology and Aesthetic Center, and her office uh, uh, went through a lot of changes, like so many doctors, you know, in March and April, where, you know, you, you basically cut out all Uh, non-essential visits. You went to telemedicine. She is seeing patients in the office, but she's continuing to offer telemedicine for any patients who want to. A lot of procedures, like when you check in, you call from the parking lot to avoid waiting rooms being crowded, temperature checks, all the sanitizing. Uh, So she's planning on keeping that going all through flu season. 
and both are prepared you know, as we go forward through the holiday season to make adjustments as necessary with the big rise in, in cases and hospitalizations that are occurring. Okay, thanks, Brian. I know over the past several months, a lot of physicians have had issues with uh, up and down issues with trying to source hand sanitizer, trying to find PPE. That's a big part of what Maricopa County Medical Society has done. Um, we've been able to provide free PPE from the County Health Department Plus, we've been able to partner with many other medical associations and societies around the country through an, a network called Action PPE, through which physicians, uh, especially doctors in private practice, can purchase PPE. Did either of them, Drs. Uh, Shane Daly or Brenda Latowski, did they talk about their access to PPE? Or do you get a sense that they're in a normal rhythm now with their staff of, of what they need and how to get it? Yeah, the impression I got was, you know, there was a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, at the beginning of all of this and shortages, but that they have been able to kind of get up to speed on that. And that has become less and less of an issue as we've gone through. That's great to hear. Thank you. Another angle that you covered in your story was the coronavirus PCR saliva test, which was developed by the ASU Biodesign Institute. Could you describe that test and the plans that ASU had for expanding its use? Yes, uh, ASU developed that test in May and how it works is a person spits into a, like a screw top tube through a straw. So less PPE is required, uh, it's not as invasive. And the results were about one to two days turnaround. And that uh, was being used uh, through the summer at ASU as they were uh, testing students and employees as they were reopening. And then in late September, the university received a $6 million state contract to develop a rapid version of that saliva test where you could have a result in about 20 minutes. So they are currently working on that now. Uh, the state had previously partnered with ASU to offer that test to the public free of charge in certain locations. And it's, it's still being used at ASU for uh, random tests of students and employees, as well as planned tests for someone who's symptomatic or anyone who wants one. You're seeing that uh, to, to continue to develop uh, more use out of that. And then with this new contract, the, you know, the, it's currently in development to do a rapid test. Folks, you've been listening to an interview of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Brian Powell. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll speak with Brian about what he's learned from uh, the Transitional Genomics Research Institute, also known as TGen, and what we're seeing right now that we're in flu season. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. 
Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligott, your host for today's episode, and our guest is Mr. Brian Powell, Communications Manager at the Flynn Foundation. Brian, in the article that you wrote, uh, which was in the summer 2020 issue of the magazine, you had also mentioned something about TGen, and that stands for the Translational Genomics Research Institute uh, based in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. What is the team at TGen doing about COVID-19 and flu season? Yes, TGen, along with Northern Arizona University, University of Arizona, and Arizona State University, launched the Arizona COVID-19 Genomics Union in April uh, with the idea that it would be able to track the virus, how it came into Arizona, and how it's circulating within our communities. And in September, they released their initial findings. And what they learned was our first case, which came in late January from a student returning from China, uh, did not cause any further spread. Uh, the person was isolated and it was a public health victory. When the cases began to spread in February, Mar into early March and into April, and that came from the Washington state outbreak. And they have learned from their findings that the majority of the cases in Arizona are from the lineages that initially circulated in Europe. So what, what it has taught us so far is the importance of isolating, in this case, initially it was one case, but just uh, cases in general and clusters of cases and how that can be very beneficial. It's fascinating how researchers can check the genetic code for a virus, which replicates over and over and over again. And they can find, as you say, the lineage of the predominant virus that we have in Arizona coming from Europe or coming from Washington state, as opposed to that first case uh, from Wuhan, the student who was at ASU, you know, which did not spread. So really glad to hear that the containment strategy worked and contact tracing of anyone from that student. But it, it's fascinating to know that we have data now to create a map and you can you know, track it over time to find out how it got here and where it went. Right, and they are, uh, will continue to do so going forward as well. Brian, our last question for you today is that we are now in flu season, and I wanna ask you a broad question about whether your reporting has indicated that we're basically adequately prepared for being in flu season and responding. And I'll frame this by reading your quote, a quote that you received from ASU spokesman, Joseph Kaspermeyer. He said, increased rapid testing and the reporting of results followed up by contact tracing of any positive cases is the key to getting out ahead and preventing the further spread of COVID-19, especially as we enter the first full season of both flu and COVID-19, which will impact the community. So Brian, is that happening? Well, testing has you know, increased over, you know, over the last several months. Uh, it is easier to get a test. However, um, that has not stopped the, the rise in cases that have been on an upward trajectory for 
through through all of November, from October through November, and now as we enter December. And that rise in cases is expected to continue as we go through the holidays. And in terms of flu season in Maricopa County right now, the flu is listed as sporadic and the number of cases are, are trailing uh, what we've seen the last several years. However, it wasn't until January um, of last year and January of uh, three years ago where we saw the peak. And even one year it was recently was in March. So we really don't know yet how impactful the flu season will be in terms of hospitalizations. Right now it's like 2% of patients in the hospital are there for, for flu symptoms. It's much higher for COVID symptoms. So we really don't know yet how that's gonna impact. Now there was hope from how the flu played out in the Southern hemisphere over their winter, where it was much uh, milder than usual. And there's some theories that, you know, between the social distancing and the mask wearing, that that helped the flu season there be much milder, which does give some hope going forward. But at this point, all trajectories go toward increases in COVID and flu as we go over the next month and into January. Well, that's great reporting and thanks for sharing that information. Brian, what do you see is happening in hospitals? Um, are there further restrictions for different procedures or for visitors? Yes, um, just around uh, before Thanksgiving, uh, hospitals came out and started restricting visitors again, with just a few exceptions, like for a parent of a child in the hospital. These restrictions went in place when the pandemic began, and then they were lifted later on into the summer and into the fall as the number of cases dropped and visitors were allowed back in, back in the hospitals. But now we're starting to see those restrictions again, which are likely to you know, continue for the foreseeable future. Brian Powell, you are communications manager at the Phoenix-based Flint Foundation which is a philanthropic grant-making organization aiming to advance the biosciences in Arizona. You've authored a paper uh, which is titled Preparing for COVID-19 During Flu Season that was published in the summer 2020 issue of Arizona Physician Magazine. We really thank you for your time and it's great to have you on. Thank you, John. It was good to be here. Founded in 1892, Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong collective physician voice. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.